my golly gee, it is Hotline League episode 111. Mark needs all of your energy tonight because he's been up early and he's been working all day. So we're going to get him pumped. Mark, are you excited for this episode? Hey, no. I had an earlier call time. I I had to be in somewhere at 9 a mor- and nine a.m. this morning. That's before your call time. Oh, extra hours work. Yeah. I'm going for one of those good old 12-hour days. But are you I pumped, love. Mark? I'm pumped because Team Liquid finally fucking won a game. I mean, I think they won one last week too, right? They're- it was against CLG. That's not winning a game. Oh, the burn. Uh-huh. Anyway, before I introduce these people who've already started talking, big shout out to Alienware. We'll uh, talk more about them later on the show, but thanks for sponsoring this episode. First off, my constant co-host is here, and he's wide awake and ready to go. It's Mark Zimmerman. Didn't you already introduce me? No. Why are we introducing me again? Who's wide awake now? You need multiple introductions, Mark. I didn't like your re- reaction to the first one. <laughs> Is that's an insult? Most people are like the man who needs no introductions. Now you're like the man who needs two introductions because you probably way, fucking forgot who time. he was. Mark, he's on the analyst desk. Used to coach Team Liquid. That's me, and that's him. And he's awake. Next up, our guest for this week, Alberto Crumbs Rangifo. Is how's my pronunciation on that? It's incorrect. Rangif, Rangifo, Alberto Rangifo. Crumbs is here. Let's just go. Let's go. Let's go with that. Alberto. Welcome back to the show, Crumbs. Good to have you on. I know we we had you you on uh, last year at some point in time. Actually, the most memorable time I was on was in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Which was actually a really fun show. So when Mark asked me to do it, I was like, this is like, this is going to be like the show in St. Louis. No, No, this will not be nearly. We're not live in a bar. We're not live. We don't have a in drunk our imagination. In the us. same rowdy people are in the chat. They're yeah. in the Cheers. in the chat watching. Yeah, they're all spamming something, which I'm going to have to start banning because uh, it's highly offensive to me. Cat for Kobe. No, stop. You know, cat for Kobe. I got to check this out. Don't, don't, don't give them attention. Anyway, it's been it's been an interesting week. By the way, I just want to shout if everybody's going to be like, uh, well, we know why Travis is bringing this up. I now have another another thing Twitch chat will we'll claim my bias towards. But I thought it was very funny. Mark, did you see at the end of the cast, uh, EG loses and Freak does like a 45-second spiel on how terribly placed EG is now? No. Did you catch this? Okay, I thought you guys might have corrected it on the desk. Nobody corrected this. So no one I, even I, heard that. Usually when the game is ending, we're like standing up, we're shifting chairs around, we're talking about like last minute things. So I almost never hear a caster's like ending call and stuff. So, so Freak goes, it's not it wasn't like the Nexus exploding. It's when they came back and they're just talking. And and I like Freak. I'm oh, not yeah, trying yeah. to attack Freak, but Freak was just like Well, EG is now three and seven, which puts them in ninth place. And they're just at the bottom. Like, obviously, CLG's down there, but like, they are in ninth place alone. It's not even like there's anybody else in ninth place with them. This is just a really. He went on like a 47 second (laughs) spiel. That just sounds funny, though. I mean, I don't know if he delivered it the same way. Well, the funniest thing about them is they're tied for sixth. Like, like he was completely (laughs) wrong. They're not in ninth place at all. It, just, it was like it was just like hilarious. No. Yeah, I think I think he took team team Liquid was three oh and six God. going into the game, so somehow he attached that record to them. Yeah, 
That's just a really good troll. It, it, was, it was just, <laughs> I was just like, and so then I, I kept expecting Jat to correct him. Jat didn't correct him. Then I expected it to go back to the analyst desk, and then I eventually had to start getting like up. And so I was like, okay, well, they're gonna correct him at some point in time, right? That they showed the standings on the screen, and it, it was just, it was very funny. It was clear that like, you know, it's like the end of the week. Everyone's losing their mind. Uh, it's just very funny. Anyway, uh, people in chat saying EG bias for trying to correct the uh, the incorrect rant. Anyway, uh, let's talk about League of Legends. Let's talk about League of Legends. Um, what, what happened? Mark, you're very excited that Team Liquid won? Uh, sarcastically. Because um, oh. I own their, their stock. Okay. I'm sad that they won, actually, because... I predicted against him, and now my record suffered one loss. Now my gap of two is shrank by 50%. So I'm trying to remember uh, everything. It's kind of a quiet week uh, outside of just the LCS in and of itself. I don't think there was too much. Are you kidding me? Did you see number one on the subreddit right now? Um, let, me, let me go look. Let me go see. Oh, yes. I mean, there was that. Uh, but... We tend to talk about more of the LCS stuff, less of that stuff. But yeah. we're pointing out Whoa. that, uh, Just saw that right now. Riot Games accused of colluding with the lawyers representing sexual harassment victims in secret. Uh, settlement dismissed and a new counsel will be retained by plaintiffs. This happened a couple days ago. Um, and I think it went on the subreddit, maybe got deleted, and then it came back up. So uh, collusion is not cool in this situation. I don't know. Is Watch collusion it. ever cool? Sometimes. Whenever you ARAM and yeah, the end of an MLG. You. Which, by the way, that was not collusion. That was not collusion. Let me clarify that what we just wanted to play all five games of ARAM and let the winner win and get the money. I don't think colluding necessarily means No, you guys colluded to throwing. split the money. No, there oh, right. was no yeah, intention did. to split the money. Wait, okay. Saint admitted it, didn't he? Like you guys are going to do like a 60-40 split? No, there, there, there's no, there was no split. The agreement was we would play... And the winner of five ARAMs, or however many ARAMs it took, would get them. So it was like, let's ARAM it. Like, let's really ARAM it. I, I'm very curious how many in Twitch chat even have any idea what we're referencing right now. The good old, the good old, yeah, Dig vs. Curse Season 2. No, it was it was during LCS, right? It was, it was before no. LCS. It was an MLG. I knew it was an MLG, but they did some MLGs during LCS. It was it was before LCS because it was before that three way roster. It, so trade it was happened. before the second world. So I remember yeah, exactly okay. that it was before PAX West. That was the lead up to the two winners would go to Worlds and LCS, and then the third spot would be decided, and then the and rest was, would go into the new circuit. And it was Curse's best tournament, and then they fucking troll in the finals, which is why it was so funny. <laughs> and, then, and then they didn't make Worlds. Oh, there's so many classics. I need to do a series of just like bringing up the old memes. There's also Girls for Lol, CLG's darkest secret. Still waiting I mean, on I shit, GG's official statement on Girls for Lol. What was that? Girls for Lol was a tournament that was like a community tournament where it was supposed to be all girls. And then what ended up happening is a bunch of the boyfriends of the girls <laughs> played on their accounts and account shared. And it became this whole thing, and uh, Hotshot, like some of the players, I think like Choster was implicated, and Hotshot said he was working with Riot to release an official statement to discover 
a nature of like what actually went down and then never <laughs> said anything about that part of it i forgot how like official they tried to pretend they were going to be in this investigation yes yeah, well, because at the time it was like a big deal. Like now we can, there's no LCS or whatever. Like it was just, you know, account sharing was this big summoner's code issue back when summoner's code was something that was talked about more than whenever crumbs. And I had to Mark swear on summoner's code. Um, yeah. I know that's what I was saying. I thought it was great. You guys brought that back. Cause, uh, I do not, I feel like nobody talks about the summoner's code anymore. You got to do drunk history. It needs but... to be, up it needs updating. Not going to lie. Times have changed. We need a faster moving summoner's code for more punishment for more crimes. Twitch chat, Twitch chat talking about the team siren thing. I've been trying to catch up uh, Nicole on all the old memes because she's, she's only been around for like 10 months in the scene. I'm like, there's a bunch of things you need to know. Also among the things last night we watched breaking point. I was Whoa. like, I was like, you need to see what how bad it can get. Uh, here's here's the team. So we watched Breaking Point, and actually that that show it's so funny. Dude, I forgot that Apex was a team. That, that was I great. coached that team. I coached the academy of that team. Oh my gosh! Uh, we, everyone should go back and watch it. It it's a it's from four years ago. Breaking Point, Team Liquid's uh, video on the behind the scenes. It is so funny how much like that was also right when the best of three started. And so you see like the old arena that doesn't exist anymore at the LCS. The little battle theater. The battle theater. Uh there's just like so many throwbacks, like players that I don't and it's very sad even because at the end they're like, and here's these players who we've brought in to try like Arc Second and Jinth and others. That's, and, that's I was talking to Prawley actually about that that scene today with Phoenix where he's like, I can't carry five people. Wait, did you see the new scene that Phoenix said for Academy today? No, no. what did he say? So he said, well, I know people think I'm a dumb player in mid. And it's true, but not so much true. But when I play AD, uh, I use 10% of my brain and I outsmart <laughs> everyone. So I don't know if it's the role, but it's definitely easier to That's play. That's incredible. <laughs> I love Phoenix, dude. Somebody should post that to Reddit, because uh, that's actually that's incredible. Yeah, Phoenix actually was also in that. I had forgotten. Phoenix gets like no screen time until the very end. Like they, it's yeah. just all Piglet, Loco, Dardock, and then Lorlo and Matt just looking very uncomfortable throughout the whole thing. And Phoenix is just like MIA during racing point. <laughs> and then you just see him at the end being like, who the fuck are these people around me? Yeah. <laughs> like, who is Arksek and who is Jinth? Who, yeah. who, what is my team? They uh, they also, that that show also just makes me realize how fucking far we've come. Like, it is, because well, it's before uh, any, like, everybody lived in team houses still, and apartments. I think we're still kind of there, though. Dude, I should, don't. You should go watch Loco try to coach these players. I, I mean, did. so I would say a lighter scene. Structurally, now that everyone has compounds that they go to and stuff, for the most part, that part's different. Yeah. How much else? No, I mean, again, you should go. I okay. I don't. Maybe coaches are. Like, there's so much infrastructure now, right? Like, these rooms that they're filming in, they basically just have, like, Loco and the five players sitting in them. And that's, like, it's... They're alone in Korea at the Korean boot camp. Like, now there's, like, sports psychologists and general managers and, like, there's just an army of people surrounding the players. 
This was and, like back when coaches were first starting to become a thing. It just it's so it's so it feels so different. I don't know. You surround them with more people, but the conversations stay the same. Maybe. Yeah. That's Either exactly ways, it. if you guys haven't watched Breaking Point, go back because it's a great, great historic thing. Maybe it's all the same. I don't know, but go all the way back to um, Rebirth. Yeah. What started it all? Uh, Jack just subbed said time to cancel because of the bet from last week. Thanks Someone gave me a sub to your channel too, so now I am subscribed. Congratulations. Uh, it's, you get the hottest content. Let's get into the show. Finally. Uh, what Holy. do you, what do you want to, what should we be talking about? What are the major, whatever the fans want this week, there's enough going on. Open, open calls. Yeah, I think it's pretty open. I mean, we're at, yeah, we're at week five. We're halfway through the split. People are going to start talking about, Hey, our team's going to actually get good. Do you have anything you want to talk about crumbs? Uh, that you hope a fan calls in about so we can prime them to call in about it. Not not yet. I mean, I love hot takes. Last time the fans were amazing. The the guy that said that he thought we could beat Korea yet had never seen a game from Korean league. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just looking forward to more takes like that. You missed a great one where this guy was criticizing EG and then started listing Immortals players. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was an oopsie. Um, the uh what well, i was gonna say something oh we should i i also if, if somebody wants to call in and start a conversation about msi hasn't been announced and also i think growing conversations around Ooh. what i got an, i got one yeah the what couldn't ha what's gonna happen when china inevitably has to play international tournaments but has not played well that's and that's what i was talking about is one and and can they play international tournaments so i I think previously on, on Twitter, like three, actually maybe four weeks ago now, I was like, yo, uh, MSI location hasn't been revealed. I'll say it's not in Asia. Uh, now, on the show, I will say the last I have heard, unless they've changed it, I don't think they'll change it, is that it's not in Europe. I so, can uh, get even closer than that. I mean, if you want, I can I can say where it is. I just okay. Then what are you? Why are you? Because, the because only I thing? feel I feel bad taking the wind out of Riot sales on this stuff, but I'm annoyed oh, that they is, haven't announced it. So if you were to say it, this would be the first place where it's yes. Oh yeah, never mind. Man, I wonder where it is. <clears throat> are you gonna make me go down here for nothing? Jack just gifted twenty subs. Thank you, Jack. Um, yeah, I don't know. It could be, could be anywhere that is not Asia or Europe. Hmm. So we got like Antarctica, Australia, Africa. You could have Iceland in there. South America. That's mostly it. Canada. Yes. So anyway, uh, but... If it's not in Europe, it's not in, in Asia. What happens if certain t uh, players or teams can't get uh, visas? Because that's an issue, right? Like, what if, uh, let's just say it's in a country, as you know, hypothetically, that is not being really excited to have folks uh, Whoa, from China come that? over. That's a cat. Are you really, you're really excited about this cat? He's my sleepy boy. I mean, I meant to cover. You're you're worried about the visas, Travis, but I think 
not every tournament gets every player a visa. No, I know, but I you have to. I think there are certain countries that are literally saying you cannot travel from China right now as a means of of stopping the the spread. Mm. So, Korea here is also getting quarantined too. My buddy's concerned about going back and not being able to come out. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. I'm buying a bubble boy, a bubble boy outfit. So I think there's actually, and I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been more discussion about this. I think in part because nobody knows what to say about it. But I, I mean, is MSI? How how do we do MSI if we can't have players come to the host region? Uh, Jack hmm. says, "Yeah, I've canceled travel plans for some of my players to Korea. Really sad." I think you're gonna have to just not have them. Like you do the tournament without, like let's say let's say Korea, either and... cancel the tournament, or it, like because no matter what, their absence, if it's significant, is just gonna kill the prestige of the tournament itself. Yeah. For at least that iteration. Well, because so, so well, okay, maybe somebody will call it Mark. I don't know if you want to keep an eye out for a call, but I'm I'm guessing somebody will will try to. I mean, it. have we not talked enough about it already? I think I, there's a ton more we can talk about it, but maybe we should talk about oh, it. Really? Yeah. He wants to have more people in the conversation. So are uh, we ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I've been I'm, waiting to. <laughs> I'm waiting. I've been waiting to do my spiel, but you keep blabbering on if you guys have never seen the show before Mark, it's a live call and show come on and join discord i just spammed the twitch chat with the link uh when you get there go ahead and post your takes whatever it is you want to talk about in the text channel that says pleb topics uh make sure to join pleb calls because if i like your topic i need to pull you from that voice channel into the waiting room will you hang out until it's your turn to come on air i'll do a quick audio check with you in the waiting room make sure your take is still fuego and then i'll pull you into the on-air room to talk and if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. And there's a lot of gifted subs going out tonight, so thank you to everyone who's gifting. But if you get, even if you get a gifted sub, you can sync your account with D Discord, and you can join the Discord chat, or sorry, the the sub chat topic chat. You can put your sub topic in there. It moves a little slower, so it gives you a bit of a better chance of coming on the show. Uh, looks like Mark is already off grabbing our first caller. Uh, thank you to. Saint Nerd for two months, Surge 2009 for 16, Arrow Tempest for 15. I believe I said uh, Rikiri Riri for 12 months. Thank you for the, the whole year. Shadow Snipe. I, did I say Croissant for the four subs? I think I did. Either way. Uh, and Spud McKeegan and Ateo Rachel for 23 months in a row. Holy moly. We got Connor wow. here. Connor, where are you calling from? I am calling from St. Louis. Hey! Yeah, that's it. <laughs> See, you, I knew it. It was going to be just like St. Louis. <laughs> were you were you at the St. Louis show, Connor? I actually didn't get to make it to finals. Oh, was, I'm uh, sorry. Well, it was unfortunate, but there's a lot of you know, uh, teams that won't be making it to finals, so you, you can uh, you're right up there. It's true. Some of the best in North America. Uh, what do you want? Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight, though? I want to talk about how one of those teams that won't be at finals is TL. They're not even going to make playoffs. I don't think uh, this spring. You, your take is TL doesn't make playoffs. Yes. So right now they're sitting at a four and six record. And don't get me wrong. I do think by the time playoffs hit, they're probably going to be a playoff caliber team. They're probably going to be talented enough. 
but right now they have to like win more than they lose. And I don't, I just don't see that happening. Like they need to be nine, nine or 10, eight. And I think that's really difficult from where they're at right now. Especially you consider C9 like a basically a lost game, may, probably. I don't want to say consider it, but they're probably losing Cloud9, and then from there they, what, have to throw two more games, which seems possible in their current form. Yeah, I mean, so for some context for the caller. Cold uh, take. Cold nine, take. It's you think cold. It's, you think it's cold because it's they're not making it. They're correct. playing CLG, dude. Of course they're making it. They're gonna have that win as well. Yeah, Cloud Nine could be a loss, but they also have a few pretty sure you're getting this a, a few hot wins take, though, Crumbs, if they're if he's predicting something people would disagree with, that's hot. It has to be disagreeable on a on a, on the extreme of it though, not just like oh I could see like you have to be like not oh I playoffs? can't see that at all. It's become so hot it's cold again. <laughs> because I, I think so. I feel like not making playoffs is one that I haven't heard except for maybe from Mark on broadcast. It feels like everybody has this assumption that, oh, you know, it's DL, it's Jensen. They're going to like I'm power ready back to up. say this is a hot take because I think most people assume TL will make uh, playoffs. I mean, I interviewed I Reaper this weekend and, and and Parth, and both of them were saying that they think that it'll be C9, TSM, and uh, TL at the towards the end. It's like the top three teams, and we'll make it into playoffs. So. Um, so the context I was going to give was a nine and nine record has missed playoffs in the past. Uh, so it could happen again. Was that uh, CLG? I forget who it was. Well, I think it's, it's happened a couple times. I think it's happened a couple times. Um, so if they finish their first round Robin at six and three to finish Which above that, optic. it's, you have to get eight and two to get above nine and nine. Uh, which, to the caller's point, you already have one loss guaranteed versus C9. So then if you drop a game to Dig or uh, TSM or FlyQuest, then you don't have any more games to give. They just beat and, Dig today. I mean, that is right, uh, good for them. I was thinking of Immortals. Uh, yeah. One of those teams that is currently with a winning record. Uh, they also but, threw to EG. <laughs> like... This team can just throw games to teams that they should not throw to. Right. I mean, And so they can't end even. They can't end on a 4-4 I mean, because then they're 8-10. They've been throwing games to teams they should, shouldn't should lose to. But like, if you're, if I assume what you're referencing is just like the strength of their roster and their pedigree. Like, it, they definitely have been throwing a ton. So you're, you're correct in that. I, I, but don't we also know, like, the reason why I think there's a pretty good chance they can make it through is just because they're so, it's all tied up. And so many teams are, like, two of the teams are, are only one win away from them. It feels like, you know, there's a lot. There are two games away or two wins away from third place. And there's still an entire half of the split. It feels like, I don't know, it, looking at that, it feels like there's a really good chance to make it in. But they're at the bottom of the soup as it's been. So points. they're at the bottom, but the players are players that usually come in the most clutch. Usually, like when it's time to play when it really matters they'll usually really shine. And I think today was an example of that. I mean, I think Dignitas didn't play very well, but Impact played out of his mind. That's true. He, I also he played think... as well as you need him to play. Like, they're not... This is the... They're essentially having to go into playoff mode because of how shitty their situation is. And I think they have enough motivation in their bank accounts to really be like, well, we fucking better get this done. 
I also think Dig played exactly what TL wants them to play. And I'm, you know, like they played forward. TL seems to want to react to people doing plays. They seem really bad at being proactive. Like, man, versus EV this week, they just kind of rolled over. Like, I have not seen that from TL, like, ever I in this say, iteration. I'm liking some of the points you're making, Connor. If you look at the game today, who started Dragon? Dig. And then TL contested. Who started Rift Herald? Dig. And then TL contested. Who tried to dive top turret and fucked it up horribly and had to burn stopwatch before they even touched impact? Dig. What? Broxa had a really good Sorry. game, though. Broxa's insects, after they started winning from Dig the Toss's fuck-ups, were really nasty. His route top, the, the level oh, two, the, yeah, that going was to Gromp, I thought that was really good. Yeah, that he finally, I finally ganked. Great to see. Uh, on, a, on a different I, timing. Yeah. I will say, despite what I'm saying about Team Liquid, I think they're still making playoffs. There's there there's sixth place team is currently four and six as well. There's a four-way tie at four and six with CLG below. So like because the last place team is not competitive and the first place team is so dominant, it actually forces everyone closer to the middle. So I don't think And I feel you know, like there's a good chance we'll have tiebreakers too. I'm gonna yeah. love that. I love watching tiebreakers. For, Those are the best for, games. <laughs> For sure, we're getting tiebreakers. Right now, there's four teams at four and six. That means all of them should hopefully go win uh, six more games, right, this split. And they're not all going to do that. Some of them are, are going to fall below. I don't think TL is going to lose more than, than Yeah, all that's of them. my problem is just, like, I look at TL, and I they have been playing god-awful. Like, it is, they've been terrible. But... They just got Brox in last weekend, or I guess two weekends ago, depending on Monday, but whatever. You get the point. And, like, they had just started then. We're now, I think, tonight seeing, like, the starting results of that. If you had to bet on TL getting, like, they will, the chances are they're going to outpace and growth the rest of these other teams, right? And they're I already tied with today. four of them. What'd you say? I spoke to Broxa today about what he's been doing. He hasn't even seen the outdoors. He's only <laughs> been to the apartment and his and, and the complex. He's straight up. He's like, I don't know about America. I'm just yeah. Like, somebody was telling playing. me. Someone was telling me uh, there was a Reddit thread on the Team Liquid subreddit that said that he played like 54 solo queue games in one week or something. On top of obviously all the scrimming they've been doing, like this dude is hungry. So, a fun fact: there was like a week I think where Double If. Broxa played seven games before one of his LCS games when he first showed up because his his like you know sleep schedule was all whack, uh, which was more than Doublelift had played one of the weeks this year. I forget when it was. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? <sighs> well, look, uh, as I said, Brox <laughs> is playing really hard. You know, he's very hungry. You can really tell it. Uh, the jungle position is just they're ready to go. Yeah, I think they, they're gonna, they are all, all those players are grind bots, and they're all really talented. I mean, I, I could also see the world where they go 7-1, and one, and I eat my words. I just think that, like, they don't have many losses left to just, like, give away. And if that EG game is an indicator, they'll just roll over when they're behind. Dude, I feel for you. I wanted this to be my hot take, because I just, you know, it's such, it's so far away. You could, if you're right about it, you just feel so good but I think the odds are stacked against it. Yeah, I, think, I can I still think this... see it. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not outside the realm. Like, I, I will say, like, I just don't think it's going to happen. But, like, you, 
I mean, they are in a tough spot. They do need to improve. If they don't improve, uh, they are definitely doomed. But I just, I have enough faith in that lineup that I think they'll improve. Yeah, I, I ultimately will buy in, but I actually think it's more reasonable than you would really give credence to normally. Yeah. Trying to look their next two games. I don't know what they are, actually. I'm looking. They're against TSM next week. That's going to be a tough one. <laughs> oh, man. They're against TSM in 100 years. But, oof, okay. Times, times like, the clock's ticking now. They got TSM on Saturday. TSM's actually decent, so. Well, either way, uh, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller, Connor? Uh, yes, hashtag cat for Kobe. <laughs> Big agree. Oh, he disconnected from the server. I don't know. You going to try that one with me, we too? Just, we just lost him. Let's Is that the thing the you're call. trying to ban people from, say, by the way? Uh, Cat for Kobe. Okay, Mark's in the other call on the other channel right now. He's uh, grabbing our next caller. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Killing, go to the go grab the next caller, Mark. Killing you guy. Thank you for the 22 months. Mark's 19. Thank you for the four. Khalil 671. Caruse 44. Thank you for 14 months. Harvest Goon. Thank you for the prime. Smilsap 917. Two whole years. Mr. Brooks Gaming, uh, Evo Gioki, Joka 10, Jack, uh, Ferber 2 gifted to Crumbs, and Decoy 222. And then a 20 gifted subs from Jack. Thank you so much. A lot of gifted subs in the chat today. Thank you. Feels good. Feels good, man. We got Chaotic903 here. Chaotic, where are you, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from basically Kansas City. So. Basically Kansas City? Did yeah. Did you go to St. Louis? Uh, no, I didn't get to. One of my friends, actually, who isn't very big into League, got to go, and I was pretty upset. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, what do you want to talk about <laughs> on the show? Um, so my take was that CLG shouldn't have subbed out Crown for Botel. Sorry, Poe Belter. Yeah, and what did you basically... call him? I actually liked what you called him. Poe Belter. Poe Belter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically, the overall moves like this really hurt like the LCS overall and basically so like obviously I'll preface it with like obviously I'm not at like CLG I don't know what's going on behind the scenes so maybe there's like something really crazy happening but basically for spring split only one team really can win go to MSI and I think there's basically no way CLG makes playoffs and so making moves like this is really stupid and they should actually just try and focus on making issues because like the split's only two months, so fixing things you don't really have a lot of like time, I guess. And then uh, they pretty sure they paid a lot for him. And I think out of all the players on CLG right now, Crown is probably the one you should give more of the benefit of the doubt to. I feel. And then I think basically just the LCS as a whole is operating really poorly. Like, if you compare it to baseball, because there's no salary cap, there's only a couple of teams like the Yankees or Red Sox that can really just be dishing out a whole bunch of cash for people. And I think there can only be, like, one or two teams in the LCS that are doing that. And then the people who are kind of, like, quote-unquote, smaller market teams should be actually trying to develop players and fix problems and be more, like, crafty and, like, build teams over, like, a year rather than just try and buy a whole bunch of people and see what they can do well let's let's talk about the first thing because i think these are somewhat separate topics but I, I get that they're somewhat linked here but uh so you're suggesting 
Crown is a really good player and not putting him in or sorry, taking him out, doing the trade or whatever. It doesn't make sense because what you want is for him to come back into action over the course of the rest of the split so that he's ready to go for summer. Yeah, and just like try and kind of figure out what's going on so that way you don't have to kind of from a business standpoint keep spending money and having to make all these like big moves that may not pay off. Um, from a business standpoint. So, well, we don't I mean, know. I, it we could also be contract, so. partially Crown's decision to want to step down and take a break. Like, you know, I think a player like that can feel that his underperforming is such a painful experience that he's disappointing the team around himself and just would like to take uh, a break from that. And if the team is like, well, you know, what what are we supposed to do? Should we just invest in this player? Because like, ideally, unlike sports, you have substitutes. You've got people that can take your spot and aren't you're usually not starting the entire time. Like you have people playing for you and you've got time to rest. Whereas in league, you're 100% you. So I think it can be excused because if it was Crown and Pobelter on CLG and we just saw, okay, now they're subbing out Crown and Pobelter is playing the whole time, it would be completely fine. Yeah, I mean, I... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I kind of agree with that. I just think ultimately they need to kind of operate more like other sports leagues because it kind of run that way ever since there hasn't been relegation and stuff. And so I don't think there's a reason that like they have to be making drastic moves all the time. And I, I kind of see this as a bit of a drastic move. You talked about like, well... Oh, that's two different things. So first off, the on the on the Pobelter move, you're the worst team in the league. I don't. I won't knock you for trying something. Um, I don't think it'll fix their problems. I think they have a bunch of other ones too. Uh, but like, based off what I saw, they look really dysfunctional. Based off what we've heard about that, how the team works and their communication levels and stuff like that, it's all not good. And Crown is is not helping that. So to to say like, well, they should work on fixing their problems. What do you do when the problem is that player, or the problem is not? We don't have a, a vocal leader, and Crown will never be a vocal leader because English isn't his first language. You know, like, what's your solution then? So I, I think it's kind of weird to say that they should focus on fixing their problems, but then immediately rule out the i even the even the notion that crown could be a problem uh yeah i know that's why i said kind of at the beginning that like obviously we don't know what's going on all behind the scenes and everything like that but like i just think that if they need someone who's more vocal and stuff i feel like crown out of everyone on clg is probably the best player pretty like inarguable i feel and i think it'd probably be better to switch out maybe someone else rather than him i assuming like obviously there isn't something like huge so like going on with him i think the if you wanted to look at subbing other people out it actually might be a bigger hurdle than getting po belter because po belter was like the highest skilled player remaining that is not playing at the moment right like most people that were at least ready for the LCS, ended up on a team, whether it was LCS or Academy, and Pobelter was right. the one guy that was like, holy shit, he's still available. And CLG's Academy is the worst Academy team in the league. 
You know, you're not picking like, oh shit, there's a Cadian just sitting around. Let's swap him in for Wiggly and see if we can get some mojo going. Like, I don't, you know, CLG Academy is pretty poo-poo too. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that, honestly. I, But, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. And some chat <laughs> suggesting sneaky, not good. <laughs> There's no you're, you're talking about money saving not money. getting sneaky yeah. on yeah. CLG. Like, you can't pay him to join CLG. Hey, you want to ruin your career, sneaky, while streaming is going well? You can join a shit org. Yeah, they'd have to pay like crazy to get him. Suggesting you, did you just solo. call CLG a shit org? That's uh, they're, they're currently playing very bad. Yes. Shit. I mean, like the entire org. I meant the team is shit right now. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say this. So solo for the reputation that solo has, and it looks like CLG goes off of players based off of their reputation as the reason why they got smoothie. I don't think they would ever have even considered solo. Why? Yeah, I mean, because like I think they got smoothie based off of his reputation as a vocal shot caller. And if you just, if you look deeper into that, you think you can understand the nuances of what it means to be a vocal shot caller and what comes, what can be the pros and cons of having a player like that on your team. And I think similarly, when you look at, at somebody like Solo, if you just take it at face value from, oh, I just hear he's toxic and you're only going to make your decision based off of that, you would not end up going with Solo. Is the toxic thing, do people talk about that pretty publicly? Yeah, I thought I've so. Heard that, yeah, I've what? heard that yeah. behind the scenes. So I just didn't know if, if people talked about it, like if it was out there. Because I feel like I hadn't seen too much public conversation about it. I think people just don't care about Echo Fox. Or like the people who... But he's good. Last or Clutch, I guess. Like, he, was, yeah. he was really good. I mean, until he stopped being good. He was really good for a period of time. And then when the team started becoming terrible... Uh, he had like a good first half, and then he got swapped out, and I think he came back and it wasn't as good or something. I forget. Yeah. Uh, but to Crumb's point, yeah, it was not. It was not a secret. I think people talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um. Unless we have another call about CLG, Mark, which maybe we do, but I'm kind of curious. What do you, Crumbs and Mark, what do you think of of Pobelter? Like, if we think. Okay, it's not a bad idea for them to bring Pobelter in. Maybe Crown wanted to step out. Maybe this is like a good lift for the team. You know, do we think that it's working based off this weekend? Way too soon. Yeah. Way too soon. And it's going to, I think it can reach the halfway, the end of the season, and then we can be like, oh, okay, was that better than the first half or not? But I don't know what expectations CLG even have at this point because. Making playoffs seems, I would imagine, is the highest bar, but a really high bar at that. I mean, I don't think they'd have yeah. to win like all their remaining games, right? Pretty much. Uh, also, they played T uh, C9 and FlyQuest this week, the number one and number two teams, I believe. Yeah, so, so it's not happening. Yeah, so like Pobelter, I mean, he had he had an interview today on on the pre-show where he was like, "Yeah, I was hoping it'd be like an anime where I come in and we take down undefeated Cloud Nine, but then it fucking wasn't." Yeah. <laughs> but he seemed he seemed in good spirits like, you know, the O2 did not ruin his dreams or anything. I talked to him about it today and he was just very happy to be on the team, right? Getting the chance to play again. That was the initial bum out from the offseason. So I think he just saw an opportunity to, "Hey, you know, I, I didn't get the I didn't catch the first boat, but there was a boat here for me. You no, know, I'm still making it. 
So I think that from that attitude, I assume that it's a long-term play. If CLG chooses to to not keep playing with Crown, they just say, you know what, Crown, like we'll terminate your contract, we'll write it out, whatever it is, and we're just gonna stick with Poe Belter. Yeah. I don't know. I, I hope to see more out of that team in the future, but because they have, they have been disappointing. Hey, Chaotic, thanks for the call. Sorry we didn't have too much time to dive into the uh, the baseball stuff. Maybe we screwed around too much in the beginning of the show. But anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, um, no. Thank you for having me. Shout out to Alienware. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Bye. They lose the ability to move people to other channels for some reason. It used to be like a move to other channel. Maybe Discord got rid of it. Anyway, um, Mark, you want no, to? We, we can do one more. It says move to a mine. Weird. Discord. So wonky. Just a tad. Thank you for the Prime Iwanar. Thank you for the Prime Nate G. Matt G. Team Corgi Mid. Thank you for the two months. The Graphic Truth. Thank you for the three. And uh, so many things for the two years. That's crazy. And frailty. Akira is here. Akira, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from San Jose, California, dude. San Jose, California, dude. I can tell by the dude. What would you? Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, cat for Kobe. Kobe deserve a cat. <laughs> what would you, you like to talk about on the show? That is it. That's it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Kobe tweet said everything that I was gonna say. Uh, okay, I think we have time for a break right now. Um, so let's move <laughs> into the break. We've got Alienware. Yeah. I get another caller as oh, our great. sponsor. What, what kind of break is this? It's a commercial break. Crumbs, if you want to go grab water or something like that. Oh no, let that's me shout, fine. Let me shout out the uh, Thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring this show and so many things that we do here. Uh, really looking forward to uh, hopefully sharing some cool news with you guys in the near future as things progress with them. But in the meantime, they are actually running a giveaway right now where you can get the same computer. I know you guys have seen this maybe in some of my outros, but if you haven't yet, now's the time. I'm going to go ahead and put the link in the chat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on uh, subscribers only mode and and put the link in the chat. Alienware.com slash Travis. Crumbs. And uh, you go you go over there. You can enter the giveaway to win a desktop and a monitor, the same ones that they use at the LCS. And entering to win, especially through the link uh, that I use, actually helps me out a lot. So uh, please go over and check it out. It's got an i9-9900K in it, same processor I have here, uh, 2070 Super. Shout out to NVIDIA, the RTX, ray tracing on, RTX on. Uh, and then they've got a 240 hertz display, 25-inch monitor, beautiful monitor they use those at the lcs go check it out alienware.com slash travis uh, super helpful and thank you so much to alienware for everything that they do for us they actually just had some sales recently but by the way you can use travis 10 off if you want to save some money on a, a new system monitor etc over there go ahead and use that and check out thank you so much to alienware for sponsoring hotline league Jack, you know, Jack knows what's up. Jack, given the, the shout first out as computer well. I ever saw that was that really just captured my attention was in Alienware. I was in the computer room, you know, just all these regular brown case things, and then suddenly my friend brings out this 
transparent case with lights and fluids and all these fans and fancy parts and he's playing dark age of camelot i'm like what am i missing i need to get on this i i never had internet until alienware i i lived uh i was amish (laughs) don't grab the next dollar mark Dog for Travis. Somebody say good chat. That's great. All right. <sighs> Seeing if there's any other subs. I need a shout out. Oh, there's no new subs. So we'll just sit here in silence because no one subbed. <laughs> Cookies left. When I was born, the first thing I saw was an alienware. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thank you, uh, thank you, Twitch chat, for being so fun tonight in particular. Dangly for skin. Oh, I see what you're doing. There. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Where are you calling from? I'm uh, I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, in Canada. Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show? I didn't even catch that. Holy <laughs> shit! I, I said it in the uh, the waiting room to him. <laughs> he got me. <laughs> Um, I actually wanted to talk about, I apologize my, uh, throat cold right now if I sound kind of sick, but, uh, I want to talk about how EG's roster is probably going to blow up before summer. Um, yeah, I think that they're just heading in the wrong direction. And as we can see from what Bang was talking about, his, uh, teammates also in the game today, you could hear Jat directly say that, uh, he could see the the different ideas going on in the game. Like you could literally see Jazuke was split pushing while two other people were trying to start a fight. And like, then somebody's trying to disengage from the fight and bang shoots an alt there and Ezreal alt, like he's ready for a fight. And I think that the, not only is the play disappointing, but then uh, the teammates are, are kind of butting heads in a way where some, something's going to have to give. No, 100%. I thought, that giant analysis was really insightful where he's just like, <laughs> what? Sorry, Kelsey linked a pretty funny picture in Twitch chat. <laughs> should, I, should I put this? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is this today? Oh my so. God. <laughs> on, put, Wait, dude, you should put that with, you should put that picture after Jazuki goes in and with the 1v2 or It's so good. Podcast listeners, just so you know, it's just a picture of... I don't even know how to describe this. Bang looking like he's in a state of shock. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that thing. I don't even know how to put it. It's such a, It's like when you see that face, you know exactly what he's feeling, but I don't know how to, what word would describe it. Yeah. Oh, I... Actually, I know exactly the word. It's going to take me a little... Okay, well, while Crumbs is Googling the word... I got it. Your... I got it. It's the... Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. That's what it is. Yeah, zeitgeist. I don't know if that's the word. Regardless, yeah, that's regardless. what it is. It captures that the image, like you know what he's talking about without you. Right. No. Yeah. 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 It is a zeitgeist, but it doesn't tell us what the zeitgeist is. It just says it is. Listen, let's talk about the zeitgeist of this call, which okay. is they're doomed. Yeah. That's, um, that's I no. I thought Jat's analysis was really smart. I think you're, you're talking about he was like. Yeah, Bang's down here trying to set up for this. Jazuke's off in a different corner doing this. Like, 
Ben Scarin's setting up for like a flank in a completely different area. Like every everything just feels like they they don't know what's going on. It's just yeah. I mean it's one of those things where it's somewhat unsurprising because there was no and people will say I, I interviewed Zazel last week and he's like you know I think people really underrated like the foundation or sorry misunderstood the foundation of this team. He's like yeah there's me and Sven Skarin. People somehow thought that like Kumo and I had played together that we'd played a ton with Kumo but we hadn't really like it was only a couple games a while back. And so it's kind of it is kind of like a hodgepodge team which is always what the case is going to be whenever you don't have like a team or roster coming in but it's somewhat unsurprising to me that uh and i think unsurprising to many that like this team just can't really come together for some reason i don't know it, it, there were moments like they had they had the other win this weekend which seemed okay uh they beat tl that's not very impactful that's the ninth T best team in the league when they beat them tl and c9 are are sorry TL, tl and clg don't impress mark when you you beat them okay the way that they beat TL was that they outscaled and they grouped up. Well, the TL, and TL didn't do anything got awful as well. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was not good. And they didn't do anything in the early game, and then they just grouped up and, and took objectives until TL couldn't fight them anymore. Really, yeah. I mean, I Which, think uh, Irene hard carrying EG that game. That's the draft. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you? So you? Sorry, what was your your? Dang, we'll call you Dang. Uh, <laughs> what you your take was basically? You think the whole roster will blow up? I I kind of think that there might actually be a situation. Not to compare. So you're kind of breaking up. What's that? Not to compare it to what happened with Forgiven, but uh, kind of a situation where I think a player is just going to have enough. Like you can even see the discourse happening in the team. And they're either going to switch them out for an academy player, or they're going to blow up the roster and look for someone else. Like I know, I've never even seen a player talk like that, like Bang did about their team before. Uh, you gotta watch Breaking Point since we were <laughs> plugging it earlier. Phoenix yeah. literally had the whole like, "I'm one guy, I can't I can't do it for five yeah. people." Quote. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen That's that. That's an extreme. I think Forgiven is <clears throat> an extreme person, and I think the situation that he was in was also much more extreme than what it what this was for him as an individual right coming back just out of nowhere being on a team without a loss i think is a very different circumstance than just being on a new team that has so many different moving parts that might not necessarily gel together now or might need time whatever it is i think that but no one's gonna want to step down but subbing into academy from a coach's decision i think is more likely than from a player saying Fuck this. Right, yeah. So I, I'm not sure if it's a player necessarily blowing up, but I will say the morale on that team seems worse than basically any team that's not CLG. Like, the other teams tie with them at 4 and 6. 100 Thieves, Golden Guardians, and TL. And none of them have what looks like that environment that we see every time there's a sot of them speaking. Bang's like, yeah, I mean, I can't control five people. I don't know what to do. And Zazel's laughing like, yeah, we're totally on different pages and we're trying to control Jazuke and Bang's like inting uh, when he doesn't think we're doing the right thing. <laughs> You're just like, holy crap, this team sounds terrible. So I wouldn't be surprised if changes were made in the offseason or, or maybe even split for then. Yeah, if they're if they really, I think because of how close the split is, they won't really do it. But if they fall out of playoff contention really hard, they might. Yeah, I only see it going down from here, honestly. 
I mean, there's a world where, because I've been in that situation a lot where you're with a player that you feel is better than everybody, better than yourself, better than everybody else around you, that has such a wealth of information, yet you can't tap either into it. Yeah. tap into it or he's frustrated with it. Like, I played with Corey JJ, like, literally, like, this guy was already like, good and so i i was feeling like shit being not being able to deliver what he was expecting out of our team and i think that eg finds himself in that situation like how do you satisfy this player that he's clearly capable of giving your entire team all the knowledge necessary to become the best team in the league yet it's coming from a, a source that might be demanding too much or demanding something that the players aren't yet capable of doing or remembering to do inside the game from a lack of communication so i think it's just the the mixing pot of foreign players being in, in a new team and it's something that some teams have learned to avoid to just say you know what we're just gonna make sure that there's absolutely no language barriers as little cultural barriers as possible and just go from there and i think it's something that Cloud9 has done really well. And it's something that I think teams are starting to realize with players that are coming from, say, Turkish regions or EU. It's just a, a little bit easier to manage than the cultural difference of Korea to America. Well, also, yeah. if, you think about, to it. if you think about Bang, this is year two of him having this experience, right? He came to North America, was on 100 Thieves, had was uh, 100 Thieves was supposed to be like the super team they built last year. Then it just became a giant shit show. And then now he's ended up here, right? That's a really good point. I think Bang could also be thinking this is a new chance to do things how I feel like it could have worked on, on the other team. And if he felt like he was too passive on 100 Thieves, maybe he thinks I need to be more assertive with what I want in my team. And if that means maybe taking some actions inside the game that are suboptimal, then so be it. Because I think in, in his opinion, like he obviously wants to do well. So he's just doing what he thinks would probably get the best results. Yeah, I think yeah. he's definitely the best storyline on that team because it's like we're still talking about three-time world champion like Bang, right? And I'm just wondering what what makes him come back to success. I mean, so it's hard to say because I think even beyond the bang issue, you know, like we haven't even, like we're not really talking about the Jazuke issue, which is another one where it's not like, oh, bang is on a different page than the other four guys, which I think, you know, having been through the piglet situation was, I think a little closer to that where like we all spoke English very, you know, fluently. And so, and even, even Phoenix was a little bit, uh, more, uh, involved, uh, still, still had that gap, but it did feel like, at least Phoenix was closer to Piglet. So maybe it was more 3-2 than 4-1. But this is like 1-2-1-1. One, one, one. You know, like, Jizuke is also not on the same page as anyone. Bang's not on the same page as anyone. Zazel and Sven, maybe? And ev and then Kumo doesn't seem to be... Down yeah, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's a couple steps removed from just, oh, Bang, you know? Mm-hmm. It's easy to talk about him, though, after Kelsey linked that picture. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess the general take is EG probably set to blow up either before or during the spring-summer split. 
a break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dang, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to our next caller? Uh, shout out to Alienware, first time caller. I really enjoyed it. Keep up. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right. On to our next caller. Mark, are you awake? Mark? Hello? 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 Did we lose you? My internet's being dog shit right now. That's okay. We're, we're ready for the next caller if you want to go grab him. Yeah, I'm trying. What headset, what headset do you have, Mark? He has an Alienware headset. It's an amazing headset. Does it have round ear cups or does it have square cups? I'll tell you, I'll tell you where you can find out. Alienware.com slash Travis. Or he could, you could just say, aren't you well-versed with every product in the Alienware.com slash shop? I am, but I, <laughs> slash shop. Um, I, I am, yes, they're round. They're round, but they have kind of like a, like a slice in the front. Okay. Can, yeah. Okay. It's like a little vent thing. Yeah. We have another caller here. EV fighting is here. EV, where are you calling from? I am calling from... Austin, Texas, basically. Austin, Texas, basically. A lot of basically's tonight in terms of where people are coming from. I'm probably going to uh, South by in a couple of weeks, so maybe I will see you there. I love Austin. What do you want to talk about on the show? All right. Well, I came to talk about how the best team in the world right now, and they could be Broke any up. team, the team in a best of five. Uh, Cloud9. Cloud9 is the best team in the world. Today, and they could beat any team in a best of five today. I'm not saying like that they will be at MSI necessarily, but I think <laughs> in form right now, they're the best. Uh, you know, there's an effect that happens in people, and, and I've heard this effect is very, very common, that if you have a group of people that are of a certain attractiveness and somebody else <laughs> that is say a little more attractive the other people are going to make that person stand out by in contrast and i think that's what you're going for here with north america and cloud nine yeah it's good but the things around it are bad and so you're like whoa it's so good it's the best i think actually a big part of how this works is um north america isn't the only part of the world getting question mark pings right now um i wouldn't be saying this if g2 wasn't one in three in the past two weeks i wouldn't be saying this if lpl was actually happening um i wouldn't be saying this if korea had been performing well in the last few years and if they weren't um either not fighting around drake cooldowns or completely just doing random shit in some games right now i think no one's doing very well compared to where they were at the end of last year but c9 is currently looking like the best team at playing the chinese style and playing the fbx style because that's clearly what they're imitating because no one in the lpl is doing it g2 swapped their mid and their bot laner and caps is struggling um and they're willing to adapt to it and they could switch back but against the g2 we've been seeing the past few weeks i don't what were you laughing at from? Some guy saying uh, Cloud9 is a 5'9 is a dude among a group of midgets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, caller, did you did you get cut off? Or did you have oh, more? no, that's about all. 
for Mark, that. Mark, what's what's your take on this? Um, I think the caller makes about as good of a case for it as he can by highlighting the fact that he's talking about right now, LPL isn't even playing. So those teams, in theory, shouldn't be good if you took someone from there to play against C9. Or, yeah, C9. <laughs> he's right that G2 struggling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, uh... <clears throat> oh, poor Mark. Someone else You're choking harder than Team Liquid. <laughs> What's going on? Choking harder than Team Liquid right now. <laughs> I need a drink. Someone else finish my. Hand. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, true. Here, yeah, I'll so finish my thought. For the time being, right? The evidence suggests that Korea doesn't really know what they're doing yet. Mm -hmm. LPL is a non-factor, and EU is clearly not having a defined champion. And you can obviously count out all the minor regions. So we're kind of assuming that the North American region is being elevated by default. And because everybody else is also in trouble, well, Cloud9 is clearly looking good here. So, you know, it's a, I'd say it's a fair assessment that they could do well internationally right now. Right. It's, he made as good of a case as you could make for it. And I still don't buy it, but ultimately, <laughs> you know, yeah, Korea historically has not done as well recently. The, the style is very aggressive and looks great. They're basically number one in every stat in the world right now. Uh, we, we had a segment talking about that this this uh, weekend. But yeah, I still don't buy it. I still just can't believe it. Uh, and it's, it's really nothing you can say to refute it other than North America is so bad, they're not getting challenged. There's four teams at seven and three in EU, which means, like, yeah, I mean, teams are challenging G2 because they're good. And, like, yes, losing to Shulk is a pretty big black eye for, for G2 <laughs> um, and pretty awful. But some of this other stuff, I think, is is not the same. Uh, so, like, if Team Liquid was on form and we hadn't seen them be the ninth best team in the league and they, they came in hot looking like they haven't really missed that much of a beat from summer and then C9 still did this and they were 10-0 and they, they've beaten Team Liquid and you know, all this other stuff, I would, I would maybe buy this take a little bit more, but just because we know the best team, the set, what has been the best team in North America for two years just hasn't shown up this split. It also defeats the point a little bit where, you know, if we were just, yeah, I, I can't buy it for that reason. Though the, the reasons the, the caller gave were very good or as good as they can get. You just what do you think, Crumbs? Are you, are you buying the callers? Uh, what are you, what are you selling? Oh you, no, I mean, I I still stand by the the funny points. I, I think <laughs> just the, the five nine dude among midgets here. Like we we need to see real competition. I just don't think that well, we need to see Team Liquid show up. Like let's see the old Team Liquid come back or TSM. You know turn kick it into high gear and see what they're they're all about. Like no other team is clearly on the same page. And historically, all the other regions get their shit together. Counterpoint. we don't. If you and dropped... it's been nine years of being scarred by it. So I'm going to be playing it. To the, the caller's point, point, he did say today. So you don't, get to, you, don't, you don't get to go and say, oh, these teams have a chance to get it together for Worlds. You're taking them right now, teleporting them into Summoner's Rift. Okay, sure. Yeah. If, all right. If, if it's uh, now, right I still, now, right. I still don't agree. I still feel like in a best of five against SKT right now, they still lose. or Genji or whoever. Call, to to uh, I just want to throw this out there. If you place like the best team in the world in North America, 
wouldn't they just be stomping everyone else and seem like they're on an entirely different level? Which is exactly what C9 is doing right now. Wouldn't they be making the rest of the LCS look bad? Yes, but you're you're missing the key part where they weren't from North America originally. <laughs> I see. Okay, fair if enough. If you took a six-two dude, a six-four Swedish, Can we stop talking about beautiful man, rowing man. He rose. Yes. Yeah, he's just this gorgeous man. You put him around, the, you know, in the five-nine dude situation again, you'd still be like, wow. But he's still the six-four guy. Evie, any rebuttals yeah. to any of this? Well, I do think one point we can all agree on would absolutely dominate right now in an international tournament if it was played uh, cross-server where they just had everyone log on in North on hyping. Um, North America is certainly the best at that condition, but I think it's fair that it's hard to tell if C9's actually doing that well right now because the rest of North America certainly isn't good and I wouldn't claim the other nine teams are worth any but I think the fact that they're tied at high records in Europe doesn't really matter how high the top records are it's really just about how many bottom feeders you have and just how bad they're doing they were on track to have two teams 0-8 face each other or G2 got in the way of that um, <laughs> so it, I would say maybe even the fact that they have that many teams at the top isn't too encouraging. Those teams are good. Well, those teams are really good. The the, the top four LEC teams I would definitely make close games against C nine. I mean, I see C nine would winning them, but I think they'd be close games. Yeah, I mean, they aren't like the rest of North America bad, but I think North, I think C nine would win them. My biggest concern would obviously be. Um, Niski maybe in some of the 1v1 mid matchups, but I think we've seen even C9 versus G2 at last great peak G2 with caps in it and not caps and bot. You were seeing the top side get dominated. Licorice still beat Wonder soundly, and you only had the whole sneaky Cassiopeia problem that was a serious problem against Perks, where you know the whole bot side blew up in exchange for the top side blowing up, and of of course, C9 lost those games horribly. But looking at the fact that G2, Bot, and Mid aren't doing as well after the swap, and C9's in much better form than they were before, and they don't have the whole Svenskir and Blabber Boom situation, I think. C9's definitely stronger than they were at Worlds. G2's a lot weaker, and they would obviously be the main point of competition. You, you so... Mean Evie, I gotta Did say, I? I think... if you can wrap up your front break, because Mark, Mark uh, is, uh, he, he's oh, falling asleep, I think. It was a good, oh. yeah, the chat's on fire tonight, I'll tell you that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, wrap it up if you, if you want to put it up. Oh, okay, and then I guess to wrap it up, I would just like to say that, um, Crumbs, I heard you talking on the JLXP, I cannot stand by the point where you said a team who has the scaling disadvantage should try and prevent tower damage as their top priority and shouldn't take trades. Oh, no, no. Scaling, like advantage. scaling advantage. Scaling advantage. Because yeah, if you use gold better, yeah, so that, yeah, accelerating exactly. gold into the game as fast as possible would be good to trade towers. If you have scaling and you 
and the enemy team is on a timer, it is in your interest to delay as much tower damage as possible. But they're not on like a game time timer, really. They're on a gold timer. Like it's Which, about what's the difference? Like you're collecting gold as the, like what? Like if you're the Oriana against a Pantheon mid, like you're like okay, I'll just let you. I, I just won't give you my tower, so you don't take my tower and start roaming, and then slow your game plan down so that the gold creeps more evenly. Well, well these aren't mid lane towers. Top lane. it's like top for bot, and then goes into the game and so the faster gold goes in the game the faster you hit that two three item break point where you can start to win team fights right but you also are lower level then like the idea of accelerating the game isn't it doesn't mean accelerating just gold into the game it accelerates everything it opens the map up so you can start making certain plays better uh and like I said before, gold like yeah, a level is worth a couple hundred gold on its own. So even if you're fighting at like level eight or nine now, and you have a little bit more turret gold, that's not like you know you've actually reached level fourteen. Orn, you're still not fourteen. You still don't have your masterwork items. And so it's not worth the pressure on mid. Like if you give up the mid tower, a trade mid, like let's say mid for mid. Like okay, yeah, you now have more gold and you're closer to your item, but now the roaming champion is gonna just mess your lanes up while you're stuck farming. Yeah, and you don't have pressure. If they have one three one, suddenly it's like, oh, these are way better for the the one three one team who's trying to accelerate the game or something. Yeah, but specifically, this isn't like a mid specific context came up about whether or not the team with scaling disadvantage go contest at Rift Herald and try and prevent Rift Herald from being taken or take bot plates in exchange for the. Rift Herald getting spawned top and taken top. Crum, usually, Crumbs thinks your take is gnarly, dude. He's doing the gnarly uh, emphasis. Really? Because that looks a lot like the hang up emote. Evie, Evie, either you want to shout out before we move on to the next color. Shout out to Alienware right here with all they do at my university. All right. Whoa. Thanks, thanks so much for calling in. All right. Uh, see ya. How are we going? All right. On to I, I appreciate actually Mark, I was thinking about this the other day. It would be kind of fun to do a couple calls at some point in time where people challenge us. Cause like one of the things I, I actually kinda of like that the caller, even though I know Twitch chat was like challenged crumbs on something he'd said on one of the of on Jat's podcast. Because I kinda of think it'd be fun to have a segment on here where people who you know, there's all those people that complain at us on Twitter or YouTube, or you know, disagree with something, try to lecture us. I think them coming straight at us about something would be kind of fun. Yeah, but the we were like, I think another aspect, even if we're wrong, we're used to arguing bullshit, and there's a chance that the other person is not. Like they, they're just might just be smarter, but yeah, won't I'm not be saying that we would really show who the debates. right answer is. I just want I think, a chance to look even more right. I, what I was gonna say is uh <laughs> they people have tried to do this where it's more opinionated takes like the fucking the people versus ls or like the people versus thorin i think they did a show together once about something like that and like most of the shit was pretty just weak because people believe it or not orating is a very was a more difficult skill than people think and so even if so to crumbs's point even if someone does make a point that's correct against us if they can't make it salient saliently i can't even fucking speak just to prove my point yeah yeah yeah, I speak for yeah, a living. I speak for a living, with, and I fucking bumble over my words all the time. That yeah, like, you crush yeah, it's them pretty with tough. your incredible oratory skills, Mark. Exactly my point. 
I think I'm, pr- I'm actually proving my point more than you think I am. I, you, you're not. You just stumbled in your description of how to handle this. I'm saying I speak for a living, and even I fuck shit up all the time. Well, his question, I think, had a good point to it, where I think it was an opportunity to learn that there is more to the game. Like, when you're opening up the map by trading gold, which inherently means turrets are going down, the maps, the game state is also changing, which adds into the equation of accelerating the game. Yeah, I think I think it's just a general term that was getting misunderstood because accelerating the game makes you think late game's coming faster. And it's like, it is, but so is mid game and all the other things that come before late game, uh, like we were talking about. It's a, it's a good topic, though. I agree. Well, let's move on to the next caller. Mark's going to grab them right now. Uh, let's see, a couple of shout-outs. So Connor, the earlier uh, caller, sent a dollar. Thank you. Uh, suck. Thank you for the two months. Dot 145, Quiet Pirate. Just Azrael Reborn for the two months. And uh, Elder Ridge. Tier 1. Then Kyle0808, 25 months. And then Gifted 10 subs. Thank you so much. And Clamps42 and Soy Sauce Hero. We got Insaya here. Insaya, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Fullerton, California. Fullerton, California. My rival city as I went to Long Beach State and Fullerton was <laughs> nice. as much of a rival as we were ever going to have. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my quest, or my take is FlyQuest will make Spring Slit Finals depending on Viper's performance and if the rest of FlyQuest continues to perform at their level. Also, I'm going to say at the beginning, um, I believe... At uh, the beginning of the split, I was on Hotline League when you had Kelby May on, and he called me crazy for thinking Flycoast would be top three. So, yeah. But um, Still could be. We're not. The, we're I, only halfway I, through. Yeah, we're only halfway through. So, so was be, your take but, they'd, be top, they'd finish the split top three, or that they would come out top three in playoffs? Like they they would, I would. I said finish the split top three. Okay, so, you know, okay. play, playoffs is different. But um, so the points I have to make for FlyQuest making it to the Springs of the Finals in general is because I, uh, I want to focus on Viper, but I'll go through the rest of the team really fast. Power of Evil, obviously, is just having the split of his life right now. Uh, he's just being a dominant mid laner that FlyQuest has not had, I believe, ever. Even when they had Pill Belter, Pill Belter was good spring split, but he was just not consistent in summer at all, and that's when FlyQuest had a really bad time. Uh, Santorin is looking like his spring split form. He's not just perma-picking Rek'Sai every game. Uh, he has his gang proximity back up, and they look more cohesive as a team in whole. Ignar has been a support FlyQuest has never had. FlyQuest has never really had a good, consistent support either, in my opinion. Uh, eight unique support picks. Um, he's been picking Rakan recently, but it's been working out very well, and Wild Turtle's always just a consistent ADC for FlyQuest. Viper, though, um, so I've written down all the games so far for this season, uh, his KDAs, and like my opinion of how Viper played for each game. Um, when they started off the season, he played as Riven, of course, and carried pretty hard 8-0 and 5. But um, as FlyQuest started to lose a couple games at the beginning, uh, a lot of people on Reddit were saying that Viper was just looking really, really bad. And as a huge fan of FlyQuest, I've watched it at the season. Viper has never really been put on tank duty. And I really like how FlyQuest has been putting him on the Ornn set recently. Um, the Ornn game versus TSM, of course, scaling won them that game very hard. They have a really bad early game. But I believe with Viper, his most recent games on set, um, he's been doing very, very well and on Ornn as well. Um, in general, I think people are kind of underestimating him because of his 
bad carry performances at the beginning of the split, but he's proven in the past he can be a powerful Aurelia and Aatrox player. Um, he won a lot of the games with Spring Silt last season for them, and he's continuing to be on an upstride right now, and I believe FlyQuest um, will continue to uh, make a huge gap between uh, the other teams below them and make it to Spring Silt Finals. There we go. Did you read that off of a pre-prepared paragraph? <laughs> uh, kind of. I wrote down some notes because I wanted to be better this time. Well, hey, I, I killed it. Yeah, no, I, pre I appreciate that you came with a, a well-structured argument. And Thanks. not only was it well-structured, mm -hmm. I agree with m almost all of it. It's, it's, again, I think you've made the best case you can. I'm not sure I'm buying it about them making finals. Uh, but I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think Viper is a big question mark. He's solo won them a game on Ribbon, and he's solo lost them some games. Uh we all know the Mordekaiser one. There's also a Camille yeah. game he played that was really sus in team fights. If you watch, you just missed a ton of skills. Uh, there was another one that I'm blanking on right now where he... his losses were Camille, uh, Aatrox, and uh, Mordekaiser. Yeah. So there was an Aatrox game as well that was pretty bad. But I think he's he's even had some sketch ones even in even in wins. So I think uh, I think you're right about the tank duty thing, especially if we're going to a uh, Cinder Hulk being more common in the top lane. Uh, beyond, I always say Cinderhawk, but I mean Sunfire. Sunfire. Uh, uh, being being more prevalent in top lane beyond Orn, that could be good for them. I don't think Viper is a tank player, which <laughs> no Riven player is a tank player. It yeah, exactly. Compatible. <laughs> yeah, so like I don't actually think he's a tank player, but Poe is great, like you're saying, and Turtle's been having a good split. Ignar's great, and Santorin's great. So like, if it's just a stability point, then yeah, maybe it is good overall if top lane is a little less uh, volatile in some of the matchups or even if it's like set and more bruisery. Um, yeah, I agree with all that. I just think TSM, TL, and C9, he, they got to be better than two of those three to make finals and I, I'm not sure they can come, you know, two months from now. It is still a long way away, basically. I want to believe it because if they get to finals... How many trees have they planted? Like, are they saving Australia single-handedly? Yeah. I was glad to know that they, they're going to Australia. Yeah, I, I pressed hard for that information. Because I was like, listen, if you, you can't be claiming... Imagine if you're claiming that you're planting trees and you then you're not doing lying. it, right? <laughs> and then you're lying. The no, I, I needed to know. That's the twist at the end. They're like, actually, we're, we're even more evil than evil geniuses. We just got you all to believe we were planting trees. <laughs> what a twist <laughs> ending. Yeah. They, uh, they got power of evil. The foreshadowing was there. Yeah, exactly. We knew all along. Um, <laughs> and Saya, on top of everything that these guys are just mentioning, how confident are you that the player, like this team, can hold up in a best of five? Because I feel this like this is where it gets rocky. Oh, yeah, because I feel like they're going to be going up against, um, you know, like assuming TL makes again, it makes it in. Assuming TSM makes it in. Like, there's definitely other teams that have a lot of best of five experience. And I, I just, I like FlyQuest has definitely done best of fives. They've made it to playoffs several times, but like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I, I should have written down this part. I forgot. It's, this is a huge part though. Um, so FlyQuest, if I recall <laughs> correctly, <laughs> never say that by the way, advice next time you do a call, never say this is a huge part. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, FlyQuest basically, if I recall correctly in their best of five series, They've always been the team to where they'll have a really, really close game one against the team. And um, 
so the one I can remember is they, it was quarterfinals when they had St. Vicious and they had a, a different roster. Um, they had a really, really close game one, uh, like 50-minute game, barely lost. They picked the exact same comp for game two, instill lost game three. They just fluttered out and died. Um, the only best of five I believe they won was they played Golden Guardians in a really intense five-game series. And then they played Team Liquid, and I remember Steve mentioning they were actually um, kind of disappointed that they uh, in FlyQuest because they were expecting more out of them. Because in game one, FlyQuest, again, had a really, really close game with Team Liquid. Uh, went like 40-ish minutes or so, and they lost, and then they just lost game two and three just like super fast. So I'm, I'm worried with their playoff performances uh, in the past. Um, I'm optimistic that they can make spring finals because I just believe this is the best roster they've ever had. And I just don't, as again, I just don't think they've ever really had a really good support on their team. And Power of Evil is just such a huge upgrade from like just the disastrous summer split uh, Flyco's had. And looking how he's playing right now, even in uh, some of the losses, uh, Power of Evil still was doing pretty well in comparison to like the Mordekaiser game where uh, Viper just got caught, or he he ulted Aphelios and just died. He just didn't. He just in doubles words didn't know what Aphelios did and just insta died. Um, hey, uh, on, on the topic of power of evil, I think it's quite fun, uh, Mark and, and Crumbs. I don't know if you saw this, but I did an interview with Poe where he I asked him, you know, what do you think of the fact that CLG is struggling so much, your former team? And he said he started off by saying, you know, I think it might imply, or I think it it shows that I brought a lot to the team. Um, and that they're missing some of that without me. And then he went on to praise Irene and uh, some of their other, and, and Biofrost as well. But it's funny because the subreddit, the CLG subreddit, which I go to sometimes because I just... Whoa, why? Well, he I needs like to a, feel better about himself. I like he a loves tragedy, it. and uh, that subreddit is... Makes sense. It's really depressing. Anyway, so... They... Let's see. I'm trying to find the thread. They the there's 51 comments in it. It's one of the most commented threads. Like most of there's usually like three or four comments. Are you linking it? I can I'll link it in the in the chat. I'll link it in the in the stream chat and then also in the Skype. And most of the people are like, man, Power of Evil really overrating himself. Like the top comment is just, I think Poe is overrating his importance to the team. Hard to win games when your mid is the worst player in the league and the most important role. So they're flaming crown. But then there were a lot of people saying like. And PoE, you know, his champ pool is too small or whatever. Then this weekend, PoE oh, leads the charge against CLG. Oh my god, I'm cleaning my browser. I'm not going there again. <laughs> you wanted the link. Out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> and so, so I just thought it was funny then that like the, the what's left of the CLG community just hard flamed the, him. And then he led the charge against them and then got player of the week this weekend. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, like for me, it's quite entertaining to see that, you know, how that went down, but also is POE just way different on FlyQuest than he was on CLG? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think he's, yeah. he's, he's playing a lot better and he's playing champs that he didn't really play before. Like the rumble. And I mean, I think Centaurian is playing pretty well too. And so you have mm -hmm. a mid jungle synergy that is more consistent than what it was on CLG. And you've got players that are drawing bands that are leg legit make your life easier. Right? You have a lot more options as a mid laner when your top laner is willing to play tanks, willing to first pick his pick. So POE is doing a lot, 
a lot there where on CLG, I think that he wasn't given that much leniency. I mean, there was no one drawing a ribbon ban every game. So, yeah, but, I, so I'm he played Diana too. And I think, yeah, I, I think it's worth pointing out too, like you, Crumbs was saying, that playing on a better team does allow you to play better because there's less of a focus. And I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone was that great beside him. Whereas Ignar's like incredible, right? So, like, as much as we're talking about how great uh, PoE is, Ignar was also the highest. I think it was kills and assists player at 15 behind the C9 guys. Uh, so Ignar has been really aggressive about getting stuff done in the early game and, and helping uh, the team out, which I, as much as I think Biofrost is a great player, I think Ignar is probably second best support in the league right now behind Vulcan. So he does have more helping him, but that, that unlocks him to then be better. So is, is, P, is the CLG subreddit correct when they say PoE is overrating his importance to CLG? I mean, is, is uh, based correct, off... Is P.O.E. correct in saying that... I didn't watch the interview. The I don't watch your shit. The quote is just, I brought a lot to the team. They're missing certain stuff now. I mean, but you then, can literally say that about anything, by the way. Of any, rela any relationship between two people, regardless of what the circumstance is. There's a lot I brought. Now they don't have that. Like, yeah, I'm asking in general, do you guys think... If, but then you also the said in the interview... Desk, I know you guys are just giving me a ton of shit. First but off, you also said in off, the interview he well, talks about other people like well, Irene and Biofrost. You. Secondly, if Dash was on the desk and he goes, he does this thing where he he slams his cards down and then does his like emphatic gestures because that's how Dash talks. He just and he went to you guys and say, "Now, Mark, I want to go to you. Uh, did Poe on his time uh, on the on CLG bring a lot to the team? Do you think they're missing certain stuff now? You wouldn't go." Well, Dash, I didn't watch the interview, and Crumbs wouldn't go, you can say that about anything. Well, this isn't the LCS. Yeah, I was about to say, do you... Yeah. I know, but Are I actually want to know Travis? your answer, your opinion on this topic. Do you, was PoE <laughs> a big part of CLG, or you is he overrating himself? I'm in pajamas right now, dog. I don't give a fuck. I'm not... I don't got a control room full of people ready to chow so down on me to if find I don't... Out. I don't get to know. I We answered. No. Right? Okay. That's what we said. We don't, wait, we the don't question is, is POE bringing stuff to a team, right? That's the question. Like, what is he, he is, is he overrating himself is, is the question. Is POE overrating himself based off that one snippet of an interview we didn't watch? I don't think so. No, I, I don't even think POE is thinking about CLG. Why would he use any energy to think about CLG right, <laughs> right. now? Yeah, like, Travis. Like, what? Why does he give a shit? It's like it's gone. It's like, it's like literally being in a relationship and then you just left someone and you're like you're happy in a new place and you're like oh why would i why are you asking me about this shit like i moved on let me enjoy what i'm doing i'll, I'll link you the interview after the show we'll uh, click that and saya have we answered your question oh wait the main question was we think that it, that or inside thinks flyquest will end up in the finals mark yeah. and crumbs will flyquest end up in the finals oh <sighs> It's really Depends close. To have a good playoff, a good bracket. You need a good playoff bracket. Yeah, they need like TL and TSM to knock each other out and not be on side, something like that. By the way, we uh, supposedly last no. week we got the the playoffs format wrong because it's changed. And Was I, the image wrong? 
No, no, we, we, sorry, you weren't here last week, uh, Crumbs, but we had probably on, and we talked about a playoffs bracket that is sort of the old format for it, not the new one. We've changed the format for the for playoffs bracket, so we... Pull it up on stream. A, well, I'm trying to find a an image of it, but... Oh, Rift Herald found something? LCS is getting a new format? Okay. Oh, here we go. Hey, you little fucker, stop okay. playing with my cords. Huh, you want attention? Let's see if this works. Hello, oh, baby boy. Hang on one second. I'm trying to pull it up on screen, but I uh, I think I I think I found it. Yeah, I did. Okay. I'm gonna push this live. Um, oh wow. Can you guys see this? That. Yeah. What? Mark? Uh sorry, my cat. So it's it's a different format than perhaps in the past. Yep. Isn't this the first image you saw? What What did we say? I don't remember what we said. You yeah, guys just said it wrong and forgot that this last was Last week we were talking about the original format, and I just wanted to issue a clarification to say this is the new format. And, because, and podcast listeners, I'm sorry, it's a very graphical, heavy thing that we're seeing, so I don't, I don't really want to break it entirely down. But I just wanted to show it on screen since we got it wrong. Uh, it's It basically makes getting top four the more important thing and not getting top two. So, top four in final placings, you mean? Top, top four in, at the end of the regular yeah. season. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's almost irrelevant whether you're first or four. It, it really just determines your first opponent, but you still have your life in the tournament. Yeah, you get double limb if you're top four, single limb if you're fifth or sixth. Either way. Uh, so you guys, you guys say maybe they can make finals. It just depends on their draw. Likewise. Yeah. I mean, the meta could also shift and be really great for them. I, there's a chance that this team gets ahead of the curve before somebody else. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they have shown a willingness to experiment mm -hmm. with picks on either in mid, uh, picks for Viper. So I think that if the patch is right, cause there's always a playoff patch. And because it, it's with every team, right? You need the right conditions. And I think that for FlyQuest, they will need it. But just on raw power, you're not going to say they're going to make it just because they have taken some losses that are still really suspicious that they shouldn't have made if they're a team that would already be at finals level. Gonsaya, sorry, I don't know if everyone here is as convinced as you are. But the good news for you is that there's at least a chance it could happen. Hey man, after being a fan of FlyQuest since the beginning, um, I'm just really happy where they are this split. Wait, are you? I'm trying. Were you the FlyQuest fan that called in and flamed their content? Yeah. Yep. How do you feel? Ledge. Hey, Actually, since you're here, hey, that's hilarious. Well, yeah. How do you way. feel about the solo queue super show? Are you watching? That? Oh, okay. I I'm watching the solo queue super show. Um, I think it's a really good idea. It's something I haven't seen before. Um, I don't know all the guests, so so like the the most recent episode, I um, uh. Genji Jaden, your princess, I think that was her name. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know her, um, but uh, it, it like with all the new content that comes out every season for FlyQuest, um, the Silica Super Show to me has been pretty enjoyable. I think you're doing a really good job. And uh, are you a fan of, of TreeQuest? Because I remember you called their old content <laughs> super cringe and you felt embarrassed. <laughs> okay, so um, I went to week one LCS and that's when I saw they unveiled the TreeQuest er, for the jersey. And then I read about G-Quest. When I saw the jersey at first, um, the innate kind of edgy esport fan 
of like oh all of our jerseys have to be like you know this either dark color or like simplistic minimalist logo or something and when i saw it at first i was kind of like oh really um but it, it's grown on me <laughs> ironic it's grown on me um and I think, like, they're doing something no other team is doing. They're actually standing for something. That's something uh, Trisha said. Like, you know, they always had the showcase greatness thing. But, like, now they're actually kind of implementing a brand and they have an image. And it's something FlyQuest can actually be associated with. It took me a little bit to, like, um, kind of, like, get used to it. But, um, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And they've just gone so far from Fly Snickers. You know? did, you, uh, did you hear about how uh, Trisha and all of them said they, they heard your call? before <laughs> wait what oh no one told me they heard it yeah i think trisha uh, talked about it in the interview with me oh no um, oh, if I not she talked about it afterwards but yeah like they they the flyquest folks saw the call and... <laughs> yeah i, I well, brought it up before as well at riot where i was talking about like we were, we were in on like some teams branding meetings and i was like <laughs> hopefully they see this call too <laughs> yeah yeah i hope so damn redemption um the only thing that makes me sad is I'm looking at the FlyQuest channel, and it's much like the CLG channel. It, you know, the thing that just makes me sad, because I I know how much work goes into making content. Like, it's a bit of a bummer that uh, clearly they're spending a lot of time making all this content, but the views are just not there. Yeah. So, because, I mean, like, the Turtle videos do really well when he goes to Worlds. Mm-hmm. But some of their more st- recent stuff has been getting, like, around 2K, probably on average. So... Yeah. Shout, shout out to FlyQuest. They're putting a lot of effort in their content right now. Uh, go go check out their YouTube channel. Maybe you'll find something that you, you It's like good. Yeah, please check it out. It's really good, guys. No, that's not just me, like, biased. It's actually good. It's a, This is coming from a man who's a huge FlyQuest fan and said he was embarrassed by their former content. So he <laughs> clearly, you know, he, he comes from both sides of the street. Anyway, yeah. thanks inside for the call. Um, anything you want to shout out? Kelby May. I'll never forget what you told me. Just keep watching the split, and I promise you that you're gonna eat your words. Okay, thank you guys for having me. I'll tell him. I'll pass it along because I don't think he's in the chat right now. Anyway, have a good one. Have a good one, guys. All right, we got two more callers. Let me uh, let me message Kelby and just make sure he knows. Kelby, Kelby, hot Lion League caller, just called in to call you out. Um. All right. You'll get the message. Uh, quick, quick shoutouts to I think somebody gifted, yeah, Alderman. Thank you for the ten gifted subs. Super appreciate it. And then uh, Ferber two, seventeen months in a row. Speaking, oh, Ferber two <laughs> joins the call as I was reading off his sub. Thank you for resubbing. Uh, very no nice of you. Uh, what? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ventura, California. Ventura. Okay, well, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, wait, before we start, I just want to tell you guys that I'm a big fan of the show, and I still remember watching League Weekly, uh, specifically the episode where you and Mark teased the idea of creating Hotline League, and it's pretty cool that you guys were able to bring it up uh, to life, and it's kind of to the test of time, so that's really cool. But my take is that um, I'm pretty disappointed that North American teams are not using their academy teams as subs. Or even, yeah, like roster swapping between Academy and uh, LCS because C9 has proven that subs can indeed work to develop talent or even just like clutch moments. 
Uh, what comes to mind is like, uh, for example, the famous Cloud9 mid jungle swap with the Swalbros and Blaver and Jensen. And I, I think more NA teams should do that. Uh, especially now the spring split doesn't matter. I, I mean, people say it doesn't matter. Uh, as a viewer, I think it matters. But uh, teams are mentioned that they think spring doesn't matter. Spring doesn't matter. Therefore, I think it's the perfect opportunity for th these teams to start maybe implementing more uh, strategy, especially coaches. Um, especially, you know, being that uh, part of franchising was so that teams would no longer be afraid of relegation. But it doesn't seem like any team other than Cloud9 is developing talent or even like trying to use their academy team beyond just like a scrim partner or just to like fill in a, a spot. Uh, I got a question for you. Yes. Which player on which teams do you think should be substituted then? Or would you be experimenting with? Because you can't make a call a claim like this without knowing what the landscape of players available are. So the big one that comes to mind for me at least, and I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet, it would be like a Demonte-Acadian combo swapped out for a Grig and Froggen. Um, I know that's maybe, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I think they have like a pretty good synergy. And they, they kind of play the game very differently. So I, I think that would be a good example. But also, you know, uh, like maybe teams that aren't doing so hot should be more comfortable with it. Like uh, for 100 Thieves, for example, I think Kelsey is a pretty good coach. So maybe she can work with um, maybe a specific player and maybe talk about some, a certain play or a way they want to play the game and maybe just sub them in, you know. I know uh, like Reaper has done that in the past. Or another example could also be maybe swap out uh, Golden Guardian bot lanes. I think uh, just to maybe try it out. Because uh, even if it doesn't work, kind of like Blaver didn't always work, but they were able to use that, you know, stage time to slowly develop him. And I would say Blaver is a pretty good reason as to why Cloud9 is doing so well this season, you know? Uh, split. Uh, I, this is a weird one for me. I'm like, on the one hand, I do think people can use their academy system a little bit more. But to Crumbs' point, I don't agree with almost any of the examples you gave. Um mm. I think you look at CLG and you say, this team seems pretty boomed. Why not try swapping stuff out? Mm -hmm. uh, and they kind of did that with Pobelter. Um, but a lot of these other teams are in a playoff hunt right now. and No one's knocked out. And you can't afford to drop a uh, with these roster swaps. Which, you know, a, a team like C9, when they were doing some of those swaps with Blabber, they, they were in a decent spot. And they were trying to, to find improvements and stuff. Uh, I also want to point out that the environment between a main team and academy is often not as cohesive as one would be led to think. A lot of times the academy teams and LCS teams, like maybe they don't even scrim each other. Like maybe yeah. they don't even review, like their schedules might be different. Like they straight up just don't even cross paths. Like, oh, hello. Like we just wear the same jersey. We heard earlier at Zazel that barely played with Kumo. Like Kumo is a new player for Sven Skarin and him. So that kind of separation makes it a lot harder to just quickly integrate Academy into LCS back and forth. And it's not something that the teams are actively curating. And I think it might be in large part due to it's a new thing that they're just trying to, to figure out how their system works in the first place. So adding even more parts that put additional stress into the players that are having somebody that they believe is inferior to them in skill threatening their spot is something that i think is still being handled by a lot of teams so they just play it safe don't worry about it the talent is not even good enough at the moment i also so, think uh to, to to your point about like oh if a player has a play or something and kelsey can had taught them it like 
Kelsey can teach you to the main team then, right? Why do you need to bring a player in? And, like, usually a player substitution is very – like, it can really throw a team off. I mean, one player change can make a huge difference. Look at Immortals a couple of years ago just changing Dardock to Smithy. You know, like, you're trying to find synergy. A lot of these teams don't have it yet. C9 is the only team, and maybe FlyQuest, that has, like, a definitive play style that they're working on and improving on. Everyone else is still trying to figure out how their five players fit together. And if you start adding a six player in there, it just – it just gets so messy. And so, like, I, I agree with the overall sentiment about uh, maybe seeing people do some swaps soon, but not yet because everyone's still really in the playoff hunt. But what's what's interesting to me about all of this conversation is that I remember maybe it was even just last year, we were talking so much about how many teams wanted to try to do, like, 10-man rosters. And it sounds like Crumbs and, and Mark, like the stance that you guys are taking is pretty anti like 10 man rosters. It's literally like focus on the five that you got. It's just not enough ever... players. Like we just don't have enough players. Like that is, you know, remember the end of the year, everyone up in arms. Why did NA fail? We blame the solo queue. And you look into the solo queue, it's like we just don't have enough players that are either given the chance or, or resources. And as a result, the pool from of talent available is not there. I, yeah, I, I think I, I don't. Go ahead. I don't think I was ever like hard on ten man rosters. I tried that shit back in 2016 before Academy System. I was like, man, this doesn't work. Not really. You can you can have like one or two players that you're trying to develop or uh, see, you know, potentially. But usually, realistically, there's not significant player battles between every. Kind of know already who's the better. I, I agree with what you guys say, but at the same time, my, my specific example that I used was Cloud9. And it's not only just about like roster swapping, it's also about developing players. I think, like I mentioned, Blaver was a good example. But I think back to, like, um, I want to say C9, maybe two seasons ago, where, like I mentioned, the Soul Bros and stuff. And I remember very specifically the game. It was Cloud9 versus Team Liquid. I think Team Liquid was undefeated. And then Reaper subs in... Um, was it uh, Spence Garen and Golden Glue? And everybody, I think Jad called them crazy on Twitter. And there was like this whole like little drama. But then they won, you know? And then they busted out that combo again in semifinals against TSM where they were down 0-2. And they were able to come back, make it to finals. I think they got 3 0 by Cloud9. I mean, sorry, by TL. Uh, so maybe in the end you can argue that it didn't even matter. But I, I think to those moments, and I think I'm surprised that not more teams try to like emulate that. Because up until this point, if you don't have double lift or Birks in your team, you have to rely on would say on strategy or synergy. I think up until this point, the only team that didn't have a double lift or Birks in their team that won was uh, Cloud Na. I mean, sorry, CLG twenty sixteen spring. I think uh, where it was like Kuhi and uh, yeah, uh, the MSI. Yeah, the MSI run. Yeah, so yeah. and obviously the old Cloud Nine that back in like twenty thirteen that won. So I'm just kind of, like, surprised that not more teams try to go for this. I feel like, um, and I mean, like, I'm, I don't know. There's not enough budget. Like, mm. if you have a team, like, let's say you have $3 million to make a team, to make an yeah. LCS team. Would you rather have 10 players worth $300,000 or have, like, a few really, really exceptional players and then try to work around cheaper rookies and then make sure that your 10-man lineup is stacked towards the front? No, no, I, I, I 100% agree with what you just said. That's why I I think that's why I'm, I'm giving the example of Blaver because Blaver was a relatively unknown player when he came into the... I mean, he everyone knew he was an 
upcoming prospect, you know, but he wasn't like All a right. high. Sorry, I, I understand you've brought up Blabber a bunch of times. Yeah. What? But like, what is the specific situation in the current LCS that you think this is applicable to, to Crumbs' point before? Because only C9 is doing well right now. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones who, who can. Everyone else is too busy trying to win. Aside from maybe CLG, who, who <laughs> maybe give it up. But like, yeah. C9 is the only team who can potentially bring players in uh, without fucking up their playoff chances like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you guys make really good points. I uh, maybe I need to give this a little bit more thought. Um. <laughs> I think I think playing <laughs> developing players is is a definitely something people should strive to, and I think giving players time to experiment and things like that in the LCS is good. But in the current environment, in Spring Split, while your your starting five is is legitimately trying to build stage experience, I don't think you can afford to to take a single game off right you now. You can't do it in Summer Split because you're trying to run for Worlds, right? I mean, to his point. Doing this, you have to kind of do it in spring if you're going to do it at all. I mean, some teams are fucking dead by then. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's uh, that's why I guess my point is like those teams that are because teams are going to just be dead. So why not try something new? I guess instead of settle for a mediocre fifth or sixth, I'd rather people go out fighting than like just like settling for fifth and sixth. You know, uh, personally as a viewer. Well, they don't know that they're going to settle for fifth or sixth until they like lose the tiebreaker and end up in fifth and sixth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. that's true hey thanks so much uh ferber for the call anything you want to say before we move on to the next call uh just a big fan of the show and i want to give a shout out to my team uh jacob stamina run and my other team uh george uh but thank you guys for uh everything you guys do well and hey by the way thanks for the shout out at the beginning on how long we've done the show because it is it is true i mean this is definitely the longest running thing i've done and uh yeah. i still love doing it and oh, uh mark also uh shout out to alienware for uh sponsoring this i actually went to the live show uh riff rivals that was hosted by them, and it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Hey, thank you. I really yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Have a good one. Travis, right. can you get the next caller? I'm busy playing with my cat. No. Is that Nyoko? No, this is Natsume. Nyoko's the fat white one. Oh. Mark Zimmerman and his cats. Justin C. Scott, 16, thank you for the seven months. Odd One Villain, thank you for the 16. Or sorry, Justin C. Scott, thank you for the seven. Odd One Villain, thank you for the 16. And Dash for 7777, thank you for the four. We got Mr. Brooks here closing out the show. Mr. Brooks, where are you calling from? Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I wanted to talk about um, if Riot wants to make the LCS Academy more interesting, they should give Watch Rewards for watching the Academy games since we have more days of Academy now. Great I didn't idea. even know that they didn't do that. That's a really good point. That's not nope. a hot take. That's a fucking resume. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. So you you would like to have Academy Awards for watching Academy. Do you watch, or sorry, have Watch Awards for watching Academy. Do you watch it right now? I've actually been watching it more, mainly because I don't work on Mondays. And um, since there's three games of it in the in the first part of it before the LCS games, I, I've just been watching it a lot more. What did you think about today's games? I thought the first one was pretty good. Uh, yeah, definitely. And then, um, that was the golden guardians game, right? Or yeah, sorry, Dick and Toss Academy. Door. Yeah. The t- misfortune backdoor. Oh yeah. Yeah, Cal- yeah. That was, that was crazy. Yeah. Cow, Cal, the unsung hero there just like chart, like tur- just ran it straight into four people. Didn't care at all. <laughs> A madman. 
Uh, okay, I'm tweeting to Greeley right now. Hotline Caller has a take on Academy Games needing watch rewards to try and grow viewership. Because, I mean, we got Friday that's doing it. I'm sorry? I've, I've, yeah, I've tweeted at Greeley, uh, the LCS commissioner. We'll see what happens. The tweet cool. is there. I mean, this is just one of those points. I like it whenever hotline lead callers come in. I've, I've, yeah, where, did you come up with this on your own or have you seen it somewhere? Cause that's actually a take that I, I'm kind of surprised I haven't really thought about and I haven't seen talked about elsewhere. I mean, when I watch LCS all the time, I get watch rewards and I just, I was realizing that when I watch Academy, I didn't get rewards or like points towards that rewards. And I was like, why isn't Academy getting anything? Yeah, you would think Academy would need it more, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, it would make a lot more people watch it. What? I wonder if you, like, 2x it, you know? 5x it. <laughs> like, How much oh shit do you do? You start, it's like, hey, we know Academy, you can watch Academy, Academy so we're going to pay you more. Breaks Twitch viewership. <laughs> yeah. Or what if, what, if, uh, what if Academy, or sorry, Watch Rewards became... Uh, relative to the the team that you're watching, so you get paid less to watch. The worse like, it is, game. there's a bigger multiplier. <laughs> if you have to watch like yeah, an EGCLG game, uh, it's like okay, well now we're we're we've turned the five X multiplier on. Come come in, dude. I remember Every being a kid and seeing anything that would pay me, like there was things that would be like we'll pay you one cent to play this game. Oh yeah, I'm like yeah, I'm playing, I'm doing it. Like and if watching these games for some people is that. They should, they should get a lot of people watching. They should have more complex rewards too. That's like if you watch every game from the last place team this season, you get a free champion or something. You know, like you get some, <laughs> yeah, some uh, some free blue essence. Yeah, you get something hyphier for. You start for, rooting for a team to just end up being last place because you're like, I need, I need the skin. I'm on a streak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's actually, I that's pretty fun. I yeah, I don't know why. I haven't really thought of this. It's it's, it's actually so smart. Yeah, uh, definitely. I don't even know with like this could kind of a short call because I think we just all agree with you. Smart. It's because yeah. you weren't watching Academy, Travis. Don't lie to us. <laughs> no, I don't watch Academy, and honestly, he doesn't get rewards. And, and honestly, I wouldn't watch it with rewards. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's that's a good question, Travis. Do you think you, you would watch? Well, you don't watch. You don't care about watch rewards at all, right? Not really. Can you make a Twitch poll? If yeah, yeah, let's do it. It needs to be slightly complex. If it should be, do you? Would you watch Academy for Rush Awards? Yes, no, and no, but I don't care about Rush Award. Uh, excuse me, Watch Awards. You know. Okay, what are the three things? Can you add a, would I, I add one that's I would AFK it. I would AFK watch. Yeah. So the four the four questions are. Would you watch Academy for watch rewards? Yes. Yes, but AFK. No. And no, I don't care about watch rewards. Okay, we're going to do this. If you're I see on, a lot of AFK watches. It's going to probably be AFK. Okay. All right. Uh, we're putting it out great. there. It's not, If you're on desktop, you can, you, can re you can reply. I think it works on mobile now. Oh, does it? Okay. I think it, wasn't, so. it wasn't like a couple weeks ago. Oh, maybe not then. All right. Uh, so right now, leading the charge is yes, but AFK. But actually, a significant amount of people with no, I don't care uh, about watch rewards. That's right. what I voted. Vote for no, I don't care watch rewards. If That's me too, bruh. <laughs> uh, I well, guess I should have said fair. rewards instead of awards, but... 
but what's important is the no category is actually super low. Yeah. Like most people are saying yes or yes in AFK and the people who say no are ones who wouldn't be there anyways. We've got a Twitch uh, employee in the chat and somebody just said in all caps, Twitch app sucks dick. Mm. <laughs> Someone said an interesting point, which is that there's no connection between LCS Academy players and LCS players. All right. Le uh, poll is completed. The number one at, at 48% yes, but AFK. 29% no, I don't care about watch awards. I don't know. I mean, the, the problem there is like, if most people are saying they don't care about watch, like right now, you know, 75% essentially say they would only to AFK or they don't care. So do you actually build out the feature if all it's doing is making people AFK with it on? I mean, that's, honestly, a, that's an Activision they, Blizzard. Yeah, you but, totally yeah, want they, that. They don't care, right? Really? I mean, obviously you want active users and maybe they're checking... Yeah, but Chat you don't want logs, it fake. I know how many of been... the how many of the AFK people are you going to convince will eventually watch though? Because I think not every single person that is watching will just hate tuning in. I imagine a big part would be like, you know what, screw it, I'll watch this. Oh, this looks interesting, and okay, they'll first off, get converted. We've got Crumbs came spent a year in Overwatch, so he's we've we've already lost him to this. He thinks he thinks you could just take the numbers. He's no, just, just that's not what I'm saying. That's not it. That's not what I say. And, 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 and Mark, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I have a cat. Yeah, you have a cat, so you're not even. I think we've just lost this. Either way, Mister Mister Brooks. More uh, importantly, thanks. I saw a highlighted message in Twitch chat saying you can vote on mobile. Okay, good. We've we've learned. Uh, Mr. Brooks, thanks for the call. Actually, a really good take, and I uh, I super appreciate it. Anything you want to shout out before we... Are you just laughing at your cat? Yeah, we'll watch him do that little somersault movie. It was dope. Uh, Mr. Brooks, anything you want to say before we wrap up the show? I uh, just want to say thank you for everything you guys do. Uh, shout out to Alienware, and guys have a good night. Thanks so much. Good night. All right, that is the show. Everyone stick around. Is uh, this making you want a cat, Travis? No. Look at this. I'm not. I'm having it's a great time. It's making me want a cat. I, I want a cat already. Your cat not... don't make me want cats, Mark. I mean, like, Nyanko's actually just... really cute on the screen. Dude, you but know everyone that home... says, I don't want a cat, ends up wanting, ends up loving the cat more than the person that wanted it in the first place, whenever, right? Whenever I visit Mark, Nyanko just runs into a closet and hides. He and get then... over that in two days if you actually lived with him, though. And then, and then this other cat, the orange cat, was literally—I have a video of it trying to bite and eat my hair. He thinks it's that's a toy. endearing. That's cute, Travis. You it were gonna. Not, find I did not enjoy it. It was not like aha. It was like he was literally on the couch, just gnawing, going to town on my hair like a maniac. You just gotta bop him on the head once so he learns. No, this isn't a toy. All right, Amaranth. Anyway. Is there anything that you guys want? <laughs> wait, the cat's trying to. Wait, did you shower that day? Because usually, if the if you're dirty, the cat will will. Because his natural response is to clean things. He was not time. trying to lick. My, he was trying to chew. I'll give Travis this they one. Do, Mike, they this do that cat, sometimes. This cat's a little crazy. Look All at right. it. Look at look at him swipe at this thing. Okay. Can we can we end the fucking show? Crubs, uh, <laughs> you have any shout outs? Anything you want to? You want to, you already uh, shouted out the FlyQuest show. Oh right? yeah, watch the LCS, watch the Academy, watch the 
solo queue super show with FlyQuest, where the caller, I mean, it, he was the all the advertising you need. Having gone from someone that says, I thought this was cringe to I love it now, good stuff. Also, hashtag dogs for Travis. Mark, you got anything? Uh, no, I'm doing the dive tomorrow, so keep an eye out for whenever that comes out. Uh, I uh, I love you. Who, me? <laughs> say it back, Travis. <laughs> say, say it back. I don't, don't want to say it back. Say All it right, back, okay. Travis. People are watching. They're waiting. I've, I've, I've already done too many romantic or exposed too much of my romance life. In this past week, I don't, I don't need to do any more of that publicly. Anyway, everyone stick around because uh, I'm going to show a, a an interview on stream that might be fun. We're actually, we're actually going to do a whole thing with this Paul Belter interview because he does this kind of crazy to 100 IQ thing in it. That's actually quite impressive. We're working on it, but I'll show you guys the 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 non-edited version of it. Uh, <laughs> Jack says that's an unsub. <laughs> Oh, yes. Everyone's saying say it back or unsub. Yeah. <laughs> They're still on it, man. Love is a fickle thing, Travis. Jesus. Either way, oh. thanks everyone for watching. This has been Hotline League 111. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, I've got interviews coming out. And uh, oh, I'm going to be at UBC next weekend. Uh, Crumbs is old stomping Dude, grounds. I, I got an offer for that. I, like, I got invited, but then I had to do the LCS. Yeah. I'm just going to have Avali do it for me. So, I'm sorry, but I'll I'll treat your old school good. Anyway, so if you're go go check out uh, UBC, I think it's UBC Gaming on Twitter. But uh, either way, I'm gonna be there. Um, also, uh, CEO of uh, another LCS team will be there. Uh, both of us are gonna be on panels, and you can go check it out. They've got some other cool guests. Uh, but go check out UBC if you're in if you're in the British Columbia area. I don't know. Go go look into it. Go look into it. Uh, that's it for me. This is a show. Stick around. Love you. Bye.